I see the red dot. Cool, cool. I'm trying to pull up this dang document. <clears throat> I, hit, I hit it on my screen. No, there. Uh, yeah. Alright. I think we're good. Alright. Uh, welcome to Leftovers Podcast, and welcome back to our regular listeners. Uh, we've been silent here for a little bit. Between losing episode, the last episode to uh, technical difficulties, uh, we basically lost all Jason's footage, and it just doesn't make sense when it's just Jordan and I. Uh, yeah, uh, but between that and me finishing up the quarter or my my my, my semester, uh, yeah, we just haven't been able to find the time to all sit down at the same time and uh, catch each other. We're yeah, uh, we're all just super busy all the time. <laughs> like we, yeah. it seems like our schedules like got really hectic all of us kind of are like yeah always struggling now to find a day yeah for sure and then uh with jordan coming on that's added a, a difficulty which you know a happily accepted difficulty but yeah we're just trying to find our uh our, our middle i guess um i like jordan's out of town right now so i mean uh but anyway we thought jason and i thought we'd get together and put out a short episode maybe a little update and uh, we're going to do an, hopefully do another episode this week, and that'll be out as soon as we record that with Jordan. So that'll be a full, you know, hour hour plus episode. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but before we go any further, uh, I want to give a big thank you to the Patreon supporters. So thank you, Remy. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, Austin. Uh, please go support the show. Uh, our Patreon will be linked in the episode description. We have a three-tiered system there, $1, $3, $5 per month, and you'll get sustained shout-outs for all that. And the more the more support we get, the more we'll be able to offer to our supporters. Um, our social media, the Patreon, and the storefront, uh, our YouTube, um, they'll all be linked in the episode description as well. So please go follow, share, like, whatever uh we also started a subreddit for the leftover podcast followers um and that will hopefully be linked in the episode description as well um so yeah that's all i got uh, at the top what up jason you know nothing much just same old same old yeah nothing fun nothing cool i mean i went on a hike the other day yeah. like yeah it's like out for four hours it was uh it was pretty intense like a pretty good hike and i was really sore the next day i mean it's kind of it kind of sucks to like go on such an intense hike on the only day off that i have and then you have to go right back to work immediately and not have like a, a day of rest or anything yeah but it was fun because i haven't been out in a while like probably almost a year or so oh, wow. i haven't been like out in nature you know like i've just been at the house or at the shop and 
so it was really good to get out. It felt good. Nice. Well, that's good. I've just been, uh, I started a workout routine now that the home gym's up and running. Mm. So that's been going good. Good solid weekend. Uh, yeah. And then doing schoolwork. That's it. I've been pretty exhausted with schoolwork. I, I had a bunch of projects to do and papers and final exams and you know, yeah, all that stuff. Just busy. Yeah, just busy. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of how we are too. I mean, we've been, the shops have just been busier on a daily basis and we've just been getting all sorts of like orders too. So it's like, we're going in early to make, you know, like extra product for special orders and staying late and, uh, and we're kind of, I think next week is our last week of like our side job that we do mm-hmm. at our shop where we are like, we're doing, uh, we're like packing for another company mm-hmm. and then like they come and pick up their products. And, um, I think we're doing our last week of that and we're, I think we're hiring someone. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that we're going to work less or anything, you know, right. like it's just going to be maybe hopefully to, uh, Alleviate a little bit of stress on the weekends, you know, from yeah. it being us not being help, so overwhelmed. Help you, help you out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and we might move like our juicing because we do like cold press juicing, which is like a, a a a lot longer of a process. We might be moving that into another facility, like another rented production space, and then that would be like you know. Uh, I would be going off and doing that. Like I'd be going to this other facility and uh, pressing juice like a few days a week instead of yeah, doing the customer, the customer service side. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, <laughs> getting out of the shop. Uh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. It's funny because like, I think, you know, you've probably worked customer experience for a long time. I have too. And I was talking to our little brother uh, the other day and he's like, oh, I've never done customer service. I wonder what that's like. And it's like, man, don't do it. Don't. Yeah, yeah. don't. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard even when it's not like, because most of the time the people I deal with aren't terrible, you know, yeah. like it's not, but it's just so demanding because there's so many people. So it's either, you know, like between like such high demand and like just, you know, moving so quickly and producing so much so fast it, or having to deal with actual shitty people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, which is just, it's yeah. Like it only takes one, you know, it takes one oh, to set you off. It, oh my, and I get set off so quick. Like yeah. somebody can just complain the littlest bit and like my heart starts like just like beating so fast. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you, you, what are you going to say about what we're doing right now? Like we're working so hard back here. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's really funny. <clears throat> well, that sounds awesome, man. I mean. That business has picked up enough to get that going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, read anything about uh, the Israel-Palestine thing yet? And don't – it just say yes or no. Don't comment on it yet. Um, I heard a little bit on NPR, but I haven't looked into it any yeah. further than that. I heard like a little thing, and I don't even – I haven't even really looked into what's actually well, happening. I can't say anything about it because I eventually want to be a teacher and a lot of states have uh, anti-Israel or like not anti-Israel, but like people like they'll, they'll background check you and see if you've ever said anything bad about Israel and not hire. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, th- call it anti-Semitism if you like critique yeah. Zionist like agendas. <laughs> yeah, I think like here in Texas, you can't actively support BDS or whatever. Mm. But they won't. They'll, they won't hire you. So um, can't say anything. Those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, dude. I I shared two articles with you, and I just thought they were interesting articles. Um. So what do you think about that, uh, the showering one? I guess that we one... Inter- I think we should introduce it first. But um... yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have it pulled up or. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's New York Times. Um, See fewer people take take fewer showers. Uh, written by Maria Kramer. Uh, recently this year, six this month. Um, and yeah, I mean, Jason, what what you read it? Give us give us your overview. Yeah, I thought okay, the 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 article was really interesting and this is something that I have a, a funny past with because like as a person who formerly was a super crusty punk rocker, like yeah. I did not shower at all. <laughs> like hardly ever and like if I did shower, I would just like hop in and kind of like like the article was saying a lot of people, oh, I'll wash the important parts, you know, and then kind of yeah. just rinse off and um and so, like, reading it, though, you know, like, just brought back so many memories of me, you know, like, just being like, yeah, I don't I don't shower at all. I'm just being a smelly person. But, like, I I was even, like, it was even, these people were talking about, you know, like, oh, I've only went down to, like, showering once a week. And I was like, I would go months without bathing. Dude, that's <laughs> insane to me. Yeah, it, it's pretty gnarly. And that's a, you know, it's a pretty far stretch from what I do now, you know, like, my regular grooming habits now. Which yeah. is, you know, like I shower, you know, at least a couple times a week and groom myself and <laughs> shave, my, shave my hair, you know, <laughs> like get haircuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like at first when I was reading it, I was interested in it because I was like, you know, I, I am, I don't take showers every single day and I don't wash my skin every single day because I do know that that's like not the healthiest thing for your skin you know, it dries your skin out, gets rid of a lot of the natural oils. And like, so with that part of the article, I was kind of agreeing. I was like, yeah, people, when people shower every single day, it's, it's really unnecessary. It's bad for your skin. It's bad for your hair. Um, just like I was saying, it strips a lot of the natural oils out. And, um, but then it just like, I don't know, some of the like environmentalist aspects of that bug me. Like it, it bugs me so much because it's, I just hate when there's so many, when people like critique people in their individual lives and what they're doing as if like our water problem is because people shower and bathe. Yeah. Like not because Nestle bottles it and sells it, not because we're polluting it at a mass level with industrialization. None of those, you know, but not, you know, not because of fracking. It's because, oh, just don't take a shower and then our water problems. And like, that's when it starts to bug me because everything else in the article I was like fine with. I'm like, yeah, don't, you don't need to shower every day. It's kind of an unnecessary thing. And to know, like the article kind of got into the history too, like people that showered every day and started using. I guess we'll just try it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, part of uh the thing that i thought was funny was like part of the 
reason you know people started showering every day was kind of like this bougie upper class like tradition you know to mm -hmm. like be better than the lower class people yeah so i thought that was kind of interesting i mean i'm a shower dude like uh i shower every day at least once a day sometimes more than that um not often more than that but mostly once a day I'm, I'm a night showerer i don't shower in the morning i shower at night before i go to bed because i can't get into bed if i like feel it's kind of sticky uh like sweaty nothing uh but yeah i had the same thought you did it that, that that's why i wanted to talk to you about this article because i remember your your non-showering habits or whatever yeah and it was like i just remember <laughs> Like we would work together sometimes. They'd be like, "Damn, bro!" Like, Whew. You are, uh, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've always had dry skin too, and that could be, you know, because I shower every day and whatever. But I'm like a, I, and you're sweaty too. You're you're a pretty sweaty guy, and I'm pretty sweaty. Um, so, but I, I mean, I just can't not shower. But I thought it was interesting because kind of like what you're saying, like. Oh, it's it's the environment part of it that kind of bothers you, right? It's like so the author suggests that an eight minute shower uses up to seventeen gallons of water, uh, which could which is basically the same amount of energy if you like you know uh, replicated or whatever as a sixty watt light bulb for fourteen hours. Uh, and it's also that <laughs> plastic soap bottles are often made and soap are often made from petroleum, and it's like. Well, not all soaps are made from petroleum and, you know, you can get like non-plastic whatever and, you, you know, all these things. But again, it comes down to like, I just hate the narrative around uh, personal use to solve social problems. Like, like you're saying, like, it's like, oh, the problem is you shower too much. It's not Nestle bottling the water. It's not, you know, we pollute it with fracking or we, it's not that we use petroleum. Like we could probably use petroleum products at such a minimum level if we, it was just like using it for soap and not like coal fire power plants or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's that's the thing that yeah that just bothers me so much. And in like the other part is if they use those narratives as if like the public collectively stopped doing this thing, like consuming something. Mm -hmm. then we could change the world but like mm -hmm. you never hear about advocating for collectivism in any other way like collectivism in the workplace collectivism for social changes not necessarily oh if we all stop you know using soap then our plastic problem will go away maybe yeah. like maybe that would work but like you know what would really work if we collectively came together under one political ideology and like we're a force to be reckoned with and like could change the political landscape like that's collectivism too you yeah. know and and yeah it's just the company is the one who's putting soap into a bottle you know like they're the one that's buying from petroleum companies and putting it into a bottle like we're just consuming we we take showers we use soap yeah. like that's what we do it's just the people that are offering us the only options what do we do you know like give us different options. And like it said, the article said, you know, like, oh, if, if, uh, if we wanted to change things too, like that was like not on an individual level, it would take some really big structural governmental changes. And I'm like, so yeah. what the fuck is wrong with that? What is wrong with all of us 
collectively saying we need to fundamentally change our governmental structure and our yeah. and our consuming fucking I, mean, I think there's also the like the thing where it's gonna you know as soon as we stop showering it's gonna be millennials killed soap or oh. millennials <laughs> killed shampoo or something like that yeah i mean uh you know to quote the article here the individual choice to stop showering or bathing daily is a critical one to make at a time when environmentalists are calling countries to take more actions against climate change mr mccarthy the environmentalist said is it critical that we stop showering daily i don't i don't know man like again it just seems like yeah we're not going to do anything about you know any other like any institutional uh consumption of these terrible products but you personally you're in trouble and you can't do it it's like constantly from these like political elites or whatever you kind of hear like this like you're a bad kid or you're a bad actor because you're doing this thing that brings you a little bit of comfort you know what i mean like like there's so many people in here who are like i like showering <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah it's like you it's can't like it's, even it's, do that that's my escape for the day <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah. like taking a shower or like some places too like i would get complained about you know like at my other workplace even when i was showering more regularly and it was because like i don't i don't wear like a lot of deodorant or things like that like i just don't uh use those kinds of products and so like sometimes when i'm working you know like i'll yeah. get a little musty or like i'll you know like i'll start getting a little bit of a ripe smell because i'm like moving and sweating and like there would be days where it's like I would have to run into the bathroom and like wash my armpits with soap in the sink. And um and yeah, it's like some some workplaces are more demanding too, you know, like oh, like if you don't smell good, like we're going to say something and send you home or people are going to mm -hmm. complain and so like some people don't have a choice either. Some people like have to be clean because of like you know, they have to smell good because of where they work or like if they're working with the public or they work somewhere that has like a strict, you know, like code or whatever for yeah. hygiene. I mean, I also think it, it kind of ignores the idea of like labor in general, because like, I think if I, you know, I could probably get away with not showering when I'm just like doing schoolwork all day, like, and sitting at the desk or whatever, you know what I mean? I'm not like sweating or whatever, but I couldn't imagine coming home from the factory I used to work at and then not showering. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it was like, I had to take off the clothes I worked in, I had to, like, take a shower and be clean to get away from, like, to even, like, begin to separate my day. Yeah. Like, to even think about me being home, right? And, like, not to mention, I mean, I just worked with, like, incredibly nasty chemicals, like, all the time. And it's, like, if I wasn't allowed to shower for a day after doing it, like, and, and no one's saying that you're not gonna, you know, disallow shower, but if I was, like, society was pressuring me not to shower every day like i also wouldn't then wouldn't be accepted into like polite society because i would be substantially dirtier and smellier and all those things than like other people so it's like it really discounts it's like ignoring a whole or like even when i used to work fast food in high school it would be like dude it's so greasy in there and stuff you just, you just smell like, like fried chicken you just smell like fried chicken or, <laughs> or freaking french fries or burgers or whatever and then like it's just in your hair it's everywhere and it's like those people need to shower every day too you mm -hmm. know like because it's just it's you don't want to smell like that and so like of course 
people who are doing whatever they can choose a shower and it's going to be fine and i'm not going to like you know beat them up about that or whatever like make your own choices but like anyone who does shower here or like one one of the problems i have with this article is like ignoring again like people who do like real labor or like real you know smelly work or whatever like because work smells like what if you're a trash person (laughs) you pick up trash every single day trash every day (laughs) you know and so it's like again like and I mean, I purposely read the New York Times so I can get mad at it. You know what I mean? Because the New York Times is for people who, you know, aren't, have never been in a laboring position or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's for a certain person. But it's like, these aren't real solutions they're offering here. This is, this is a cop-out and, like, a way to allow people to place themselves above everyone else. And now it's like, you know, prior to, I don't know, two years ago or whatever, if you didn't shower every day, you were looked down upon. But now if you do shower every day, you're looked down upon. So it's like, it's almost like it made a switch where it's like people that used to be able to shower every day were like the upper class mm -hmm. bougie type people. But now if you have the privilege and like the choice to like, Oh, I don't have to do that. I don't need to shower every day. Yeah. I don't get dirty every day. And it's like, that's cool. You're not shoveling dirt and rocks and moving Mm -hmm. pipes and building buildings and, or working with, nasty like i used to work with lead you know and it's like i don't want lead on my body after you know what i mean and it was like such a small amount you know but still it was like you know they were like wear all your protective gear you know like clean off when you get home don't you know like Mm -hmm. don't 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 eat unless you wash your hands like i used to handle fasteners that had chromium in it and so they'd be like if you eat without washing your hands you're gonna ingest chromium which is like a carcinogen and it's like it's just not good to do that, you know? And so, yeah. pretty wild, though. I mean, just a super interesting article. Where like, what are you telling me now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, oh, there, oh, sorry. There's also one thing that it says. Oh. It says this is compelling science, which is like, there's no, where's the science <laughs> in this article? But anyway, that's it. This is, there's, yeah, there's compelling science. Yeah, okay. Like do that's, you hit that's not funny. Reco- okay, do you want to hit not record and see what happens? Like we can just stop it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Are we left and come back? Oh. All right. Are we recording again? Yeah. All right. We're not sure what that's going to look like. <laughs> no. We, we yeah we we kind of hit like one of the uh, hiccup like we did last time so we're not sure what this is going to turn out like so if it is whole then we figured it out then we kind of figured it out and uh we're just kind of making a a bridge between that and in this section yeah um yeah so anyway i don't know that's that's really all my thoughts were for that article about the showering and cleanliness Were you purposely late? No, I, I was it late. I was uh, matching my numbers. <laughs> yeah, okay. So our uh, our countdowns were off then. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Already a good sign. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's you know one of the benefits of having Brad Jordan on the show. He's like way more tech savvy than both of us. So. Yeah. Yeah. He made. Be, some... he's, he's become the new like technical manager. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he's so much better at like making those little videos too. And you made like the little, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, and stuff. yeah, I was like, wow, these are, these are actually pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So this next article I wanted to get into is, uh, remember the homeless chess champion? The boy is now a chess master by Nicholas Kristoff. Uh, what do you think of this article? Uh, or maybe give an overview of it. I mean, I don't know. It was, it just, I mean, yeah, it basically just talked about the, I mean, wasn't he like a refugee? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it was? And like, Nigeria, from, Nigeria. from Nigeria. And he just like, he was, homeless. he was homeless and he started playing chess and wasn't very good and he got really good at it. And now he's like famous and won some big, you know, like yeah. uh, money, you know, playing chess and things. Uh and well, and then it said something about them like giving money to like uh, charities that like help other people in their situations and some other stuff. But I mean, overall, the what I felt is similar to how I felt when I was like reading some of the other articles that we've been sharing, you know. And mm-hmm. I just and it also reminded me of I think a a picture I shared with uh, I shared with you to a few days ago. It's just like really like hunger games feeling where it's like, mm-hmm. Oh look, this poor person is good at something that we like. Mm-hmm. So let's like, and I'm not saying that this person, you know, like obviously if they're good at chess and they're playing chess and they're making money off it and they're changing their life, then they, that kid needs to keep doing it. And obviously it's helping them. And if they're trying to help other people, that's great. Yeah. But the, that whole thing is just similar to like the whole like it's just like those weird twitter lotteries you know with like super rich people that are like oh you know it'd be fun if i gave five thousand dollars away to this really poor person mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. for uh, yeah right and it's like yeah okay that person i'm not saying that that person shouldn't take your money I would take the money. I'd be like, "Yeah, give me the money. That's great. I'll take yeah. it." You know. What was it? What was your What was your message to the group chat? Like, are we following that guy? Let's get it. Let's win this thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like very. I mean, oh, or just like the thing I think I shared with you was like, how adorable is it that Bill Gates doesn't know these the prices yeah, yeah. of these everyday food? And I'm like, okay, I get it because you know pizza rolls aren't in Bill Gates's fucking world. I get it, so he doesn't know that. Yeah. But the light of that article is just so, you know, like as poor working people, like how that feels to me is like telling a person, like sharing an article in the Middle East of being like, oh, Americans, it's so cute how they don't know the destruction of the Iraq war. Yeah. It's cute to watch them react to to this thing, you know, and it's like, yeah. this, it's in the same vein. And, and like, I'm just, it just makes me think like, what kind of dystopian fucking nightmare is are, are is this turning into? You know what I mean? That's the kind of things that it bugs me. It's like dancing with the stars. We've had conversations with those. What am, what are we doing watching these things? You know, mm-hmm. like, and it's and it's so. I don't know. That's just what I kept getting reminded of the throughout the whole article. Yeah, I, I mean, I you know, Christoph tries to like kind of you know navigate around that right at the end of the lesson is like to quote the larger lesson of tanny's story is simple talent is universal while opportunity is not right uh which is like true 
you know. Um, but he continues, like, but opportunity shouldn't require a perfect alignment of the stars. Winning state chess tournaments is not a scalable solution to child homelessness. Um, you know, my challenge as a columnist is that readers often want to help extraordinary individuals, um, but we need to support all children, including those who aren't chess prodigies. That requires policy as well as philanthropy, which it's like, I don't know if that's true. I Actually, I'm going to say I know that's not true. Like, philanthropy in itself is bad. Like, these, we've seen it. It's not bad is the wrong word. Like, it obviously it, helps people, but yeah, like, like, but philanthropy means that someone has acquired more wealth than they probably need, and like, if we were to redistribute it more evenly, we wouldn't need philanthropy, right? Uh, I don't know if that's like the most. That's yeah, no, that makes sense because it's it's like when I, you know, like think about my my ideologies and like I because I contemplate them a lot and. It's just like the idea of like, you know, mutual aid. A lot of people are like, oh, well, mutual aid shouldn't have to exist. We shouldn't have to help each other, you know, but like, obviously it's good when we do mutual aid is a good thing and I'm not opposed to it. But at the same time, if we had a more just society and economy, we would have no purpose for it. Yeah. So I believe in it and it's good that people help each other. But like, if our economy and our society was based in mutual aid and people just having enough resources that they weren't struggling or in this case money, right? Like since our world is based on money, if some people didn't have such astronomical amounts of money that they gave it away to people that just were absolutely desperate for it, you know, yeah, like we wouldn't, yeah, we would have no need for that kind of charity if yeah. these problems of inequality didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I would suggest that the, I, the, the, the thing that allows philanthropy is also the thing that allows poverty and child homelessness and all kinds of gross things that happen in the world around wealth and wealth inequality. I mean, it's the same system. Yeah. If it allows it, it's allowing both things. It's allowing philanthropy and poverty, and that's what's so, like... Does it just, anyone actually want to change it, or do we just like the idea of people giving stuff away or it, earning in? Yeah, and I think that the pro one of the biggest problems with like philanthropy and with charity is that the individual who owns the money gets to choose what they do with it. Because it was like the in one of the articles you sent me about the dude that does like the Twitter lotteries, and he seems like this bleeding heart liberal guy giving away all this money to people that are in really bad situations. But then he like donates to huge conservative ideas and people. And, you know, like that is where it gets to the point where you're like, okay, so if you're, you know, donating and I don't care if you're donating to conservative or liberal, whatever, like if you're donating to our political system in that big of a manner, like, both you don't parties, actually want to change anyone. In no, exactly, because both parties are corporate parties. They're both huge corporate parties. I mean, it's just like liberals. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to tax the rich, and they'll move the percentage on corporate tax from like 34 to 36, and then we're supposed to praise that. <laughs> you know, like that's not much of a difference. That's not taxing the rich. It's moving up, you know, yeah. like such an incremental amount. And, and, and yeah, it just – yeah, that kind of bugs me too because people always – 
tout these people as being such great people. I'm like, yeah, but rich people are super nice and they give away a lot of their money. And it's like, yeah, but they're also keeping so much of their money that they probably don't need and won't ever need. And it's only going to serve to keep, you know, like that person's family privileged for generations to come. I mean, and, I don't have the article up in front of me, but I always see this article pop up about, I think it's a Jacobin article, but it's like, it's like Bill Gates, you know, told, you know, promised Bill and Melinda Gates promised to give away half their wealth, you know, I don't know, in like 2000 or something. And it's only like tripled or whatever, doubled or whatever. And it's like those philanthropic uh, endeavors actually earn these people money through like tax write off and stuff like that. And so it's actually just like making more and more money. And so the question has to be asked of like, does the philanthropy actually one help anybody? Clearly not since like income inequality is like fairly high in America. And two, like, does it actually serve a purpose for the people doing the philanthropy? Like, does it help them retain wealth through avoiding taxes? And I would say yes. Um, yeah. Well, and, and like, and I feel like it's really hard to to get the like the the point across that we're trying to make about it too, because it's like we're not trying to say that like we don't want these people to give their money away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, do it. Give your money away. Like, you don't need it. Clearly, a lot mm -hmm. of other people do. I mean, it's just like, but you have to start thinking too. Like when when there's these charities and these, you know, like philanthropists are giving to charities and doing these things. It's like. Like you said, is it actually helping? Because it might be like helping people by like giving certain families like an influx of cash. But like, is that helping the overall problem? Like it might be helping a few individuals, which is great for them. But like, if we're not, like you said, through policy affecting change on a mass scale to to fix the problem, like then there you're just always going to see it. Are people advocating that we always have this rich and poor divide and that rich people just are constantly picking and choosing who they want to help? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think who... like they're like, they get to play a, like, I don't have a good super villain to like, uh, you know, make a metaphor about because I'm, I don't know comic book super villains, but it's kind of like if, like they get to pick and choose who wins and loses and who gets to benefit from their generosity or not. It, that it, it is inherently unequal, the picking and the choosing. It's like a game to them. Like those Twitter people we were talking about. It's like, oh, I'm gonna pick this person because their story hits me the most in the heart or whatever. And it's like, or yeah, or it's a game. It's a random. Oh, I'm just gonna random randomly and, oh, and like stop there. And to them, it's a dopamine kick. Whereas to like one person who wins it, yeah, it's probably life saving. It's probably like life. It, I wouldn't say it's life changing, but you know, they're not going to get kicked out. But then the other person who do need it and they don't get it, it's probably, I mean, just devastating. And you have to go back to begging another millionaire or billionaire yeah, to well, maybe give me a little bit of a lottery winning. It's well, and to like, those people that, that aren't winning, it's like, that's, if that is how you see your, like, this is how I get out of the situation I'm in. It's not through my job. It's not through the work I do. Yeah. You know, it's not through my steady but very bad income. <laughs> you know, very low wages. It it that's not going to help me. What's going to help me is this random person giving me ten thousand dollars. And I mean, that's not even going to help you either. It's just, and, 
anything out of the short term. It's like we have to change our political economic system. If if there is if these people actually do want to help people, you have to change like the society that made them and you. Yeah. Well, and I've heard I've heard like rich and wealthy people say that, that, you know, like they like I've watched interviews with really wealthy people that say like like we need to change how we tax rich people. They're like, Mm -hmm. I have so much money that like this needs to be taxed because there's so many people that need and can be funded with just even incremental, you know, taxes on our income would would make a huge difference. And like I was going to say, I don't think I can find a supervillain to, you know, like to compare what you're talking about. But like, to me, it's like superheroes because superheroes and like their stories behind superheroes are very like American and capitalistic. Like, I mean, like, like Batman, I mean, every enemy of Batman, I have agreed with more than I have with Batman, (laughs) like Bane, fucking solid dude. (laughs) You know what I mean? The Joker, I mean, these people might be agents of chaos or be some, like, neutral, chaotic person. But, like, the fact that what you're describing is exactly it. Some ultra-wealthy, rich person, like Bruce Wayne, who's probably causing all sorts of income inequalities, is now fighting the people who he deems not good because they're criminals, you know? Like, and we know that a lot of criminal activity is derived from poverty, yeah, like necessity. Yeah, out of necessity. And then you're picking and choosing who you get to help and who you get to to fuck with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to help the police and help them fight these bad guys who are just trying to make a fucking living off like selling drugs or something. Yeah. You know, and it's like it it's just so it's so funny that like these and and I don't know if that's the way Batman was supposed to be, but I feel like it shows like the mindset of how we think about these people. These people are like heroes to us. We look at them to be our saviors. We think that we're brainwashed into this like constant like ideology of trickle down economics as being like this really solid, solid thing that we need to do. Like these rich people are going to help liberate us because they're going to invent something that is going to change the world. And it's like, no, the thing that's going to change the world is them succumbing to these political demands. changes yeah. and these political demands and like us demanding actual equality, not them inventing some crazy thing that's just going to maximize their profits. Yeah, it's it, in my mind, like I constantly think about this when I read stories like this or stories like that. It's just like total surf mindset. You know what I mean? Like feudal peasant mindset. Like, oh, gosh, think thank the the lord of the manor for allowing me to keep 40 percent of the food i've grown this year from the harvest because <laughs> i mean he could be taking all of it you know wow thank you and it's like we even have this like messed up societal view of like what trickle down economics is anymore like trickle down economics like in theory is like this idea that if you give rich people money or allow them to keep their money it'll trickle down through like wages and investment into companies and like we don't even think that anymore we know that's not true right we're like well hopefully these people will be gracious enough if we give them money if we allow them to keep their money maybe they'll give it to us maybe maybe they'll be so gracious we don't even expect it anymore it's like i hope they give it to us 
that's not even theoretically what it was about originally like i'm not saying it was a good idea from the from the jump but i'm saying it was at least it meant something different there was at least a logical conclusion and a mechanism well it's now it's, it's like oh, yeah i hope i hope he gives us the our, our i hope he gives us enough food from the harvest to to survive another winter yeah right and that's the thing it's like the person's going to give you just enough to survive so that you can produce more for them later yeah and like yeah, we've been shown time and time again that companies don't do that. When they get tax breaks, what do they do? They let people go. They stock use the, yeah, stock buybacks. They use that stuff to invest in their company and maximize their profits even more. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not going to say, "Oh, we're getting a tax break. Guess what? We're bumping up all of our employee employees' pay." Yeah, we're, we're going to start and we're going to cut hours. Yeah, and they they don't do that because the idea is to maximize the profit because that's the yeah. the the motive behind our you know like economic system and i'm not saying that that's every single company some companies might do that i don't know there might be some smaller companies that work in, in in a good way or like small owned businesses you know what i mean like because the first thing we think when we get money we're like oh we should hire someone you know and that's not just for our sake but also like there's probably people looking for jobs like that's great like if we can become a local employer of a a, a sound place to work and where people enjoy being there, like that's cool. Because there's, uh, I, I was also going to mention, I just saw a thing, uh, Voodoo Donuts here in Portland is going through, they're, they're trying to unionize. Yeah. And they're, they're doing, they're, they're voting on it pretty soon. And like Voodoo is, is like hitting back really hard. And like there's actually been people fired that were like pro union supporters for like someone called out, I guess, this like, pretty vocal union supporter like called out one day and then the next day they showed up for work and they were just fired and they it was said because they called out which is like that's not i wouldn't think that's a fireable offense in any situation yeah. to just call out and and yeah i mean it's just they're you know they're doing their union busting tactics just like we've talked about amazon does and other places do yeah. and and yeah it's just you know that it's, it's so interesting that voodoo donuts is anti-union right because if you look at voodoo donuts like their social media or you know even like their like their cultural cultural signifiers right they're like a vegan donut shop you know what i mean they're like in portland and they're like wacky and they're weird you know what i mean they're probably like identify as liberal like the owners i'm, I'm suggesting yeah yeah it, it, the, order, the owners are like Portland weirdos, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. and not in a bad way, like in a good, you know, Portland yeah. way. Yeah, like a keep Portland weird way, but it's like they're anti-union and and it so it kind of like goes to it, it reminds me of something that I think about all the time is like our cultural signifiers do not necessitate like ideology. So like just because someone's a vegan doesn't mean they're going to be like a cool person you know what i mean like yeah they might be pretty lame in the in the long term when you think about like cultural differences of like i just i think workers deserve a living wage always and forever right like it reminds me of those like signs in people's yards where it's like black lives matters in this house and love matters in this house and all that stuff like i've noticed something and, and people other than me have spoken on it obviously but like there's never anything about like economic justice on those signs. Um, like, where's that stuff? 
right? Yeah, it's all it's all cultural stuff. It's all cultural signifiers and like all good things. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm suggesting, but it's like it's purposely left out. It feels like you know, because class is no longer something that should be, in it's it's largely missing from the mainstream. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. All right, you're gonna you're gonna do the outro. What am I doing? Saying goodbye. And we're on, but we're off. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully we are able to put this all together in in a way that makes sense. Uh, I think we will be able to hopefully. Um. But yeah, I think that's all we wanted to talk about. Like we said in the beginning, we just kind of wanted to do a shorter episode, give give people some updates. Um, so yeah, thank you again to our Patreon donors. We said, you know, uh, like we say all the time, we appreciate it. Um, follow us on social media, all of our social media accounts. I, the new one, we have a, a subreddit. I have no idea what that even means, but it's going to be really cool. It is cool, apparently. I don't know. We have a YouTube channel as well. Yep, YouTube. YouTube's sweet. Um, I think the videos will be be pretty cool, and hopefully we'll be producing a lot more of those uh, pretty soon. So, yeah, with that being said, uh, that, that's all we had. So, uh, see you later. Bye.